Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and I'm riding solo today, but shout out to the crew and shout out to all the listeners out there from stateside to worldwide. Thank you all for continuing to support the show and spreading the numbers out there, especially worldwide. I see y'all out there, especially my listeners in Africa, the Caribbean, Central America, as well as Europe. Uh, thank you all for continuing to tune in. Please continue to spread the word out there, y'all. We're trying to do big things with the Vault Classic Music Reviews. As always, make sure you are checking out our site at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. Check out the website. You can see all the episodes there, the back catalog. You can leave us a review. Leave us a voicemail as well. The blue microphone in the right-hand corner of the website. You can leave us a very short voice note. Let us know what you think about the show. And make sure you're reaching out to us on all the socials as well. We're heading up into a action-packed summer as we round the corner here from spring. As you all know, we're covering the years of 92, 97, and 02. Got a lot of great things planned coming up this year. So please make sure you all stay in tune throughout the rest of this month into May. It's going to be an action-packed month. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or NBTC. And today, we're going to go back 30 years ago. And we're going to go back to May 5th of 1992 and the third studio album of hip-hop duo Gangstar. Daily Operation, recorded at D&D Studios, a.k.a. the house that Primo built, and Calliope Studios, both in New York City, New York. A runtime of 53 minutes and 50 seconds, of course, produced by DJ Premier and also Guru as well. That's the third studio album in the follow-up to 1991 Step in the Arena, which was the second album for Gangstar. And Step in the Arena being credited as the album that really put Gangstar on the map for many people within the industry. Following up that into this year with Daily Operation, there were more things that Gangstar wanted to get done. And uh, they put together quite an effort here. 18 tracks of Daily Operation. The singles from this album, the first one, one of the more popular songs on this album. And then Gangstar's catalog overall, Take It Personal, released March 30th of 92. The second one, X-Girl to Next Girl released August 18th, 1992, and later on in the year, the track Too Deep released as a single as well. So Daily Operation from Gangstar. (laughs) This is an album that, you know, when I talk about Gangstar and my relationship and listening to them as a fan, they first appeared on my radar right around Hard to Earn in 1994. At least that's when I started paying attention to Gangstar as a group. And then in between then, you would hear some of the things that Primo produced, obviously with Group Home, with KRS-One, with Jay Damaja, the Crooklyn Dodgers remix, and so many other projects that Primo was involved with at that time. Guru in between albums doing the Jazzmatazz volume series. And then their fifth album, Moment of Truth, which was released in 1998 while I was in high school, obviously was something that I paid attention to and was a really, really big fan of. So when I dug into Gangstar's catalog and started going into the albums, listening to the first one, No More Mr. Nice Guy, listening to Step Into the Arena, and then coming across this one in Daily Operation. 
I like to say when it comes to Gangstar and their catalog, no disrespect to no more Mr. Nice Guy, but really Step in the Arena is the real introduction that Gangstar had to fans and also to the industry. And I really kind of take my point of reference from them, really from that album on. And really from Step in the Arena all the way out to Moment of Truth, you have to me what I say is probably one of the better four album runs in hip hop history. We've talked about this a few times on this show about groups that had these four album runs. I think this is one of the better ones. And Daily Operation is smack dab right in the middle of that four album run. Now let's sort of revisit the stage and scene of Daily Operation and when it was released. Obviously, you know, in 1992, um, since Gangstar released Step in the Arena, which sort of touched on a little bit of this jazz and fusion and hip hop. But as we moved further into 1991, you had albums such as De La Soul's De La Soul is Dead and also The Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest, which came out later in 1991, which also had jazz influences in as well. As a matter of fact, those two albums are probably credited as much as any other two albums in hip hop history with really almost creating this subgenre of jazz hip hop. Looking also at the backgrounds of Primo and Guru, they both had heavy jazz influences in their lives. Primo's grandfather actually being in the jazz band and Guru's godfather actually also being in a jazz band and influenced by jazz music. And you could probably say that this album was inf- was probably influenced by their previous success. Primo's sort of uh, affinity for jazz music. And then what we would see later on from Guru, of course, taking even further into the fusion of jazz and hip hop with his Jazz series, but really creating that and putting that into this album. Another thing as well is that with Gangstar, everyone knows that they're mainly a group that is rooted very, very deeply in the underground. So what you get from this is sort of what you got a lot of in Step in the Arena. You don't really have any huge commercial hits based in this album. You don't really have any any singles or music videos that are going to blow up the charts but their sound, of course, is going to be one, very jazz influenced and bass, but then also melding with that what they like to call hardcore and being hardcore and in the underground. So you get a lot of that here in Daily Operation. So my introduction to this was really starting to go back and listening to the back catalog of Gangstar and uh, going into each one of the albums, figuring out what it is that I liked or what I didn't like. And as I got into Daily Operation, one thing I sort of noticed off the top is that one, well, you could hear in the production that you, you hear a lot, sort of like what they did in Step in the Arena, but definitely the, the jazz influences in this. And I remember picking out a few of these jazz samples from listening to my dad's and also some of my mentors' uh, jazz records, um, pulling out things like Cannonball Adderley, um, hearing some of the jazz samples that are referenced as a year in the liner notes. But the breakbeats in here, incredible. The bass lines, when they pull some of these bass lines, incredible as well. And then, of course, with Guru... I mean, Guru definitely has a selling proposition as an MC, and it's worth mentioning that at this time, Guru probably was not known or mentioned probably in the top caliber of MCs during this particular time, meaning that, you know, we're talking about, if we're talking about the best five to 10 rappers in the game or MCs in the game, Guru's name would not be mentioned in that list, but definitely he had his respect because... I mean, what does Guru do best? Obviously, you know, he has that monotone voice, but he's always dropping jewels, always dropping gems. He dropped a whole lot of them here in this album. So when listening to this, really, 
and sort of comparing what I heard going in chronological order based off what I heard and step in the arena, it was like, okay, you definitely see there's a progression here. And you could see that they were sort of dealing with some of the success that they had off of step in the arena and notoriety that they had after step in the arena and how they responded to that as well. So when I listened to it, obviously the jazz thing really was a highlight for me, but the lyrics as well with Guru and the things that he talked about, um, a couple of songs in here, really cool to listen to. You know, obviously as well, this really was a blueprint in regards to not only New York hip hop, but East Coast hip hop. And it's it's so crazy that we talk about a group like Gangstar, where Guru is originally from Boston and Premier is originally from Houston. Now they became almost like this template as far as what New York hardcore underground hip hop would sound like. It's almost like they adopted themselves into the culture of hip hop in New York and New York adopted them as well. I mean, obviously in one of the tracks in here, which we'll get into in just a second, the place where we dwell, they had an affinity towards Brooklyn. Brooklyn was their home premier and guru. And so you can hear that identity throughout the record as they go on, man. But obviously, you know, we're going to get into it now to into the album, just to break it down just a little bit more. Highlights and lowlights. So 18 tracks on here and, you know, not really a long runtime. And in particular, you know, just under 54 minutes. And I really appreciated that off the break, just being able to listen to an album that really didn't take too long. This is sort of those, my golden rule of being able to listen to it within a car ride or within a task of doing something within about an hour or so. A lot of records during that time followed that same formula. Getting into the highlights and lowlights of Daily Operation, um, obviously, you know, I love sort of the bunches of tracks in here. In particular, when you get into From the Place Where We Dwell, which obviously is a ode to Brooklyn, and you got to love that. Um, and to Flip the Script, which is, you know, I think a, a really good track as well. But then you get to X-Girl to Next Girl, which is obviously, to me, listening from Step in the Arena, like a sequel of a sense to from lovesick on step in the arena. And, you know, one of the things that guru doesn't really get a lot of credit for doing like these, uh, as, as they call, he would call the chick joints, the ladies joint. And he does a few of those on these albums here with Gangstar. not really something that they're known, known for, but that creativity though, sort of talking about, you know, taking that, that sort of formula of talking about, you know, Hey, moving from one girl to the next. And, you know, without it really being sort of explicit or as one article I read described the song saying, really using the bitches ain't shit formula without actually saying bitches ain't shit. So you got to love it for that. One of my favorite songs on here without a shadow of a doubt, though, was track number five. And that's Soliloquy of Chaos. And <laughs> this is a, a song, first of all, a great beat on this by Primo. But the song is basically about a night of Guru going out, wanting to go to perform, waiting in line at a venue and then an argument breaking out between a guy with his lady and another dude there, that altercation escalating to a point where a guy pulls out and shoots a guy to death. And now the cops show up and the ambulance shows up and they didn't even get to the, get into the joint to rock the party. And it just sort of talks about how, like, you know, a lot of us have dealt with times like that where things have popped off before you even got into the club or got into the show. And it speaks to a time where you could deal with some of those things outside of a venue where you see things sort of pop off before you even get inside. And <laughs> I've dealt with that a couple of times myself. Um, in particular, I can remember one time in DC, we were, things popped off in a line where we never even made it inside the club. And it really was just another wasted night. 
Well, then you get to track number six and you get to track number six. I'm the man. Now, let me just say this. The one thing about this, I love the structure of this track. Um, it introduces and features Lil Dap, eventually Lil Dap, who will be Lil Dap of Group Home and Jay with the Damager featuring on this with Guru. Now, this track is formatted where each rapper on this Guru, Lil Dap and Jay with the Damager have a beat switch as soon as they start rhyming. I thought that was one of the most creative things that happened on the album and Guru obviously kills it. Um, Lil Dap, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, and J.O.'s listening to this, I know he's going to probably laugh, but one of the most disappointing things I think, you know, about, you know, Group Home is that he always says, and I kind of agree with him, that the Group Home project had some of Primo's best beats, but the rhymes, to me, left a little bit to be desired. But, you know, Lil Dap's on here. He does his thing somewhat. (laughs) But J.Ru absolutely kills it. And you see from here in the beginning that J.Ru has that, sort of chemistry with that primo production, which we would see fully two years from now with the sun rises and the eats and J Ru kills it. You know, that's definitely a highlight there as well. Just to talk about a couple of tracks on here, these interludes, which <laughs> kill me track number seven and also track number 10, these two instrumental interludes that are like banging, banging tracks for the very short time that they're on there only about 28 and 24 seconds respectively. But it sort of brings me back to the same thing I would say about DJ Quick's Quick is the Name with some of the interludes he had on there as well, as well as Pete Rock and Seal Smooth's The Main Ingredient with those interludes of those beats that Pete Rock would let play. And it's like, yo, these should have been beats that should have been turned into songs. <laughs> but nonetheless, really great interludes. But to me, that interlude, 92 interlude, puts it into one of the biggest highlights on the album with Take It Personal. And this is, like I said, one of the more popular songs in Gangstar's discography. Guru on here definitely does his thing on this and does what he does, obviously, man. Ted talks about dudes and his styles. But another one of the favorite tracks I have on here, Too Deep. Too Deep is a track that I think a lot of folks probably won't pay attention to, especially right after Take It Personal. But that brings you right in from that end into 24-7, 365, into this run right here with no shame in my game that also features an intro with J Ru the damager. And that talks a little bit about guru about folks talking about some, Hey, you know, folks say that you do this and you do that, but you drink forties and you say these type of things. And guru was like, ain't no shame in my game for none of this stuff. Y'all make me out to be something, but I'm not really that, you know what I'm saying? And y'all making me out to be this, but I'm not actually this. Probably my second favorite track on here is track number 12 conspiracy. And it's really telling. The fact that this track is on an album 30 years ago that is still relevant to this day. And I'll get into a little bit more about Conspiracy. But, yo, this is a song that is a hip-hop staple throughout the decades. You could have this song in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, into the 2010s, and 2020s. It's a, a formula of lyrics and song that actually talks about the issues in regards to these conspiracy theories and how the government has it out for black people and how the, the deck is stacked against us in so many different ways. And, you know, hey, it's something that obviously is a set of topics and because of the issues of today is something and that will never go away, obviously. But then when you get into the illest brother, um, a hardcore composer, probably my favorite song on here is probably B- BYS, which is bust your shit. <laughs> I forgot what the hell this shit started stood for, but bust your shit is probably my favorite song on here. Really though, when you get into like track 17, take two and pass, which is a really cool laid back track. 
stay tuned is something that it took a while for me to get used to it. But when you look inside of the context of this leading into the very next album, which is hard to earn, it really makes sense. So a lot of highlights on here, obviously. I mean, I love BYS, love Illis Brother, Hardcore Composer, Conspiracy, Take Your Personal, Ex-Girl to Next Girl, Soliloquy of Chaos. I don't really think there is a like a low light per se on this album. The only thing that I guess I would have as a low light is that I, I felt at times the energy in the album was lacking just a little bit. Like I felt at times it was a little too chill, like very, very chill. I mean, almost to the point where I don't want to say it was sleep worthy, but it after a while you could sort of lull, you know, because the, the beats are so smooth. Guru's voice never really raises above a certain tenor. It's going to stay pretty much flat throughout the entire album. But at times it could be a little, a little chill. And I missed that because you have a little bit of a different sound. When you listen to step in the arena, even when you get to hard to earn the, you get a little bit of a different sound out of that as well. At times it can seem a little too chill. And I think I attribute that towards more so the attitude of the whole album. I mean, I think that this is, I would like to call it, it's a worksman's effort. It is really uh, what I like to call a business-like approach. You hear that term a lot when you're dealing inside of sports and how a team that comes in, they go in and do a job, they win a game, the game isn't flashy, there's no like really high-flying statistics or anything else, but they call it like a business-like approach. And I would have to say, that this is really the same thing with this album. It really is a workman's effort. It is a business-like approach. They are really there to do a job. They accomplish that job, and then they move on to the next thing. So if anything else, I have to give them props for doing that because they definitely accomplished the mission they set out to be able to move on to do the next thing right after that. Notable quotables. So lots of notable quotables on here. Obviously, you know, listening to J-Ru, listening to Guru, you know, there's a lot of verses on here that are worthy. I mean, I kind of struggled actually with the picking my notable quotable, I wanted to pick possibly one from take two and pass one from bust your shit. One from, you know, uh, no shame in my game. It's a little clear chaos. I wanted to quote that, but when it came down to it, I had to pick absolutely had to pick a verse from conspiracy. And I'm always a sucker for things like this. I mean, especially when you're speaking truth to power and I love it when you have MCs, especially at this time, and it's also ironic at this time that this came out not even a week after the L.A. riots. And we know the impact that that had not only in the black community in Los Angeles and Southern California, but the effect that it had on us worldwide. It was huge. So this coming out a week after L.A. kind of really struck home for me, especially now after I've seen a lot of things. Shout out to 12 Kyle's podcast as well for doing 30 years after the L.A. riots. It struck home for me listening to this right around the time being reminded of the LA riots in this 30 year anniversary. But my notable quotable from conspiracies from the first verse. And it's like, you can't tell me that life was meant to be like this, a black man in a world dominated by whiteness. Ever since the declaration of independence, we've been easily brainwashed by just one sentence. It goes, all men are created equal. That's why corrupt governments kill innocent people with chemical warfare. They created crack and AIDS got the public thinking these were things that black folks made. And every time there's violence shown in the media, usually it's a black thing. So where are they leading you to a world full of ignorance, hatred and prejudice TV and news for years. And they have fed you this foolish notion that blacks are all criminals, violent, low lives, and then even animals. I'm telling the truth. So some suckers, they are fearing me. 
but I must do my part to combat the conspiracy. I mean, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> and every single part of that now, you could take and transport it 30 years later into 2022. And it's no different. It's the same thing. I mean, <laughs> the it's look, man, it, look, is America in a crack epidemic or no more? I mean, not really, but there's still a drug problem in America. AIDS is definitely not the as big a problem as it was in 1992, which it definitely was a crisis in America and worldwide. It still is a problem worldwide. In America, it's gotten much, much better. But, you know, showing black folks and, the sh and things being shown in the media that they want to show things with violence and us acting up, you know, thinking things that it seems as though we're the problem and the creation of these problems in America you know, the whole thing, we've talked about this talk over the last, ever since the last four, five, six, seven years, everything about standing for the national anthem and, and everything else, Declaration of Independence, whole thing about all men being created equal, which we know was all bullshit. So I got to give props, man. This is one of the things I love about Guru is that he definitely drops gems. And this is a gem that it lasted for 30 something years because it's still relevant to this day. And again, were there better verses on here than this? Absolutely, there were. There were lots of better verses on here. But this one to me struck me being as though the timing of listening to this and knowing where it stood in regards to the time of what was going on in America at that particular time, it definitely stuck with me a lot. Final verdict. So my final verdict here on Daily Operation. And I tried to sort of insulate any of albums that I listen to within an artist or a group's catalog and treat that for what it is. It's hard though, especially when you deal with a catalog like Gangstars. So for me with Daily Operation, uh, like I said, I love it. I think this is, like I said, it's business-like approach. It's a workman's effort. It's something here that I think they're dealing with the newfound notoriety that they have and creating this identity for the underground and being forebearers and torchbearers for the underground as they would be for the rest of their career with them as a, as a group and an individually guru and premiere as well. So when it comes to this one, I would have to say for me, it's hard for me to say this, but I think it's a borderline classic. And as a borderline classic, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, again, I think this was probably one of the best albums dropped in this year. I think though for Gangstar, when it comes to that four album run, this probably right now is either three or four in that list to me. And that's just me personally. I know some people that actually have this at the top of their Gangstar catalog. Uh, for me personally, I, it's, it's sort of like at the top, battling for the top two positions for me are hard to earn and moment of truth. Those two in particular, when it comes to Gangstar, hold a very special place in my heart. As a listener of hip hop, I hold those in very, very high regard. Step in the Arena and Daily Operation are important albums nonetheless. I think they help to establish that Gangstar identity. But it's, to me, it's kind of, I'm kind of torn as far as when it comes to in that four album run, which one is the one that I think is third or fourth. But this is a dope album without a shadow of a doubt. I think that when you talk to a lot of people, especially those who were in the game and who follow music, they'll tell you that this is one of the Gangstar's albums definitely at or near the top for them. And for me, I don't want to discount it any for anyone who may feel that way. But I, I think, like I said, to me, I felt like it was a little bit too chill at times. 
I, I feel like I think step in the arena was a little bit more amped at times as well. Definitely when you put it up against the background of hard to earn a moment of truth, the energy of those two, I think, spoke to me a little bit more than Daily Operation did. But Daily Operation is great, man. Like I said, it definitely is something that Steph sets out to accomplish a goal, and it does. I love the jazz samples in this. I think Primo definitely took a step up as a, as a producer, and he was really getting it to that point where from after this album, from 93, 94, 95, Primo definitely was in a zone during that particular time. Everything he was dropping was gold, and everyone he was producing with had hits without a shadow of a doubt. So, Gangstar's Stars Daily Operation, turning 30 years old this week. Make sure that y'all go check it out. Make sure you check out a lot of great articles out there as well. I know that there will also be something on streaming you can go check out for Daily Operation. So, make sure y'all checking that out, man. Again, Daily Operation by Gangstar, released May 5th, 1992. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also visit us on vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go listen to the episodes, leave a review, leave us a voice note, the blue microphone in the right-hand corner. Also, you can check out our Buy Me a Coffee page to support the show monetarily. Click on the coffee cup in the bottom left-hand corner of the page. It takes you there to our page. You can leave a small donation to make sure that we can continue to open the vault. You can also check us out on our social media, at Vault Classic Pod on Instagram, at Vault Classic on Twitter, and also on Facebook and YouTube, the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support, and if you have a friend, tell a friend, and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big, because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate, because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.